Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. This is your host, D. Michelle, for Excel with Etiquette. Welcome, Excel Nation. Hashtag Excel Nation. Hashtag Excel with Etiquette. Our table topic tonight is dealing with trauma, etiquette for trauma victims. Dealing with trauma, the causes, the symptoms, and the effects. The world that we're living in now is almost a daily happening of some traumatic event. So what can we do to aid and assist in this event happening to victims, the people left behind? We're going to discuss that tonight. We want to give you some tips on etiquette and how we can help. First, let us get up to date on our 52-week challenge, our savings challenge. This is week 15, and we should be adding $15 to the pot, which would bring us up to $120. I know it seems minimal now, but believe me, before we know it, December will be here, and we will have saved over $1,300. If you want to challenge yourself and double the deposits, please do so, and you will have at the end of the year over $2,600, and I challenge you to do that also. Thank you for tuning in, and let's get to our topic. First, I want to share some news. A local mother of four, uh, I'm sorry, the local mother of four, a 40-year-old mother, committed homicide this week by shooting three of her kids, ages 14, 12, and 9. Then she committed suicide. This mom held two degrees, two certifications from a community college. She was a homeowner, a nurse, and she traveled as a nurse. Much to the surprise of her family, they did not see this coming whatsoever. We have mother, grandmother, aunts and uncles left in despair and this is a traumatic event for that family we must check on each other and try to serve each other when needed please join me in sending our prayers and support for the Steele family in Winston-Salem, North Carolina on to our topic for this evening etiquette for trauma victims Trauma is defined by the American Psychological Association as an emotional response someone has to an extremely negative event. While tra uh, trauma is normal, this reaction to this horrible event, it affects us so severely that it can interfere with your future. It can interfere, interfere with your ability to, to live a normal life. In these cases, we need to seek help and get treatment to treat the stress and the dysfunction caused by this traumatic event and try to restore ourselves and any individuals impacted by a traumatic event. 
There is a way to console and manage a relationship with someone who has experienced a traumatic event. This form of etiquette must be approached with caution, carefulness, and gentleness. We must utilize empathy, sympathy, and have a serious concern to help others suffering from this tragic. We must be careful not to set off any triggers that will cause a setback in their lives. I know I'm talking a little seriously tonight, but I want to get this message across because like I said, it's like if we haven't suffered this personally, we know someone who has, and we wanna see the cause, the symptoms, the effects, and how we can help. Because trauma can be caused by, you know, any overwhelmingly negative event that causes a lasting impact on the victim's mental and emotional ability. But we want to make sure that the impact can be rectified if at, pos if at all possible. Some common sources of trauma include, believe it or not, bullying. Some kids or adults for that matter are bullied. And when they're bullying, it's not always just words. Sometimes it is words, attacks on social media, but sometimes if you're in a school or work environment, the attacks could be physical, personal, you know, from giving a person a wedgie, from closing them in a, a closet or anything like that. So be aware that bullying is a traumatic event. Rape. When we talk about rape, we want to let you know that we're including incest, molestation, uh, any form of force, uninvited force, unwelcoming, un, uh, undesired form of sexual activity with uh, a person known or unknown. Because they're taking advantage of someone uh, who may or may not um, have the force to withstand their attack. Also included is domestic violence. That can be very traumatic. Some, even kids, may not experience the violence, but they may see it. They may be a witness to it. And witnessing a traumatic event uh, can cause trauma. Experiencing a natural disaster Yes, that's included because just imagine everything you work for, everything you own, all of a sudden wiped out by a storm, a hurricane or tornado or a fire, just gone. Maybe you had insurance, maybe you didn't. I experienced a house fire myself and it was shocking. However, I did have insurance and I was able to recover and uh, some, some situations people are not. So we look at people on the coast uh, the, near the Gulf of Mexico, Texas, Louisiana, Florida, uh, sometimes South Carolina, they're hit with these storms and it just destroys everything in its path. California, we look at that, we had the fire out there in California. They had experienced snow for the first time in many years and not just a little sprinkling of snow. I mean, it was a uh, whiteout. Also earthquakes, so these things can cause trauma in someone's life. 
a severe illness or injury. You ever known anyone that got in a car accident, totally changed their life, uh, may have caused them to be disabled, uh, maybe not able to walk or talk. It changed the whole trajectory of their family, how things ran, their routine. So these types of things can cause trauma. It can put extra stress on someone. The death of a loved one. This one is hitting home right now in Winston-Salem with the death of this whole family of four just gone. No warning, uh, no apparent uh, reason or no apparent signs that this was going to happen. And like I stated before, witnessing an act of violence. These things cause trauma in people's lives. And we must be sensitive to this and see how we can help. I want you to notice the symptoms of a traumatic victim. Some are noticeable, but however, some are very skilled at hiding and masking their trauma. But if we look closely, we may be able to see a few signs and that we can reach out and see how we can assist them along their way. Because for the most part, people need support. Yes, they need support from family, friends, co-workers to help carry this load. This load can be very heavy. And sometimes that added stress if lifted can be the difference between surviving and not surviving so if we can help we're going to reach out and help but here are the symptoms i want to make you aware of if you notice this person is uncomfortable in an environment they're uh, always looking around uh you know watching their back um they're overly aware of their environment. You know, they're watching everything, every door to open, every uh, turn of a corner of a person, a loud noise, or maybe slamming of a book or dropping something. This got them jumpy on edge. If you notice the person seems depressed, they're not their normal uh, jovial self. They're not joyful, happy. You know, nothing you do or bring them can, you know, bring that joy out of them. Depression is a sign. Fear. If you see a person that's jumpy and fearful a lot, that can be a result of a traumatic event. Now, I'm naming these things and all of them may not be from the root cause of trauma, but with a combination of these things and you see it habitually, more than likely, this is what's going on. Guilt. Sometimes people that suffer, suffer traumatic events feel guilty. They feel like they were the cause of this happening to them. They feel like maybe if they'd have done something different, or if they came home sooner, they could have prevented it. Or if they left home sooner or left work sooner, they could have prevented this event. But in most cases, maybe they could not have but that guilt just sits on them and we want to help lift that load stress stress is a part of the traumatic event because it's hard for them to relax it's hard for them 
to get over the event. Now, some people have long-term effects, some have short-term effects, and we want to be aware because if it's lasting more than four weeks or so, we want to help them get helped professionally. Some may seem shaken. You know, they're not calm. They're not calm about what happened, what they experienced. And that goes in with the fear and the anxiety. Some may seem disoriented or not sure of their surroundings. They, you know, uh, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be here. I don't fit in. These are things that they're going through in their mind. Some may experience nervousness. Their body's actually trembling. Their fingers are shaking. You know, you're like, why are you shaking? They, they have no idea. They, they can't control this. Or they seem like they can't control it. But it's obvious to people that's there that they are nervous. They may even seem overprotective. Especially of their loved ones or their children. Because you don't know if they experience a break-in. That's a traumatic event. A break-in in your house where people ramble through your items and taking things. Things may be sentimental value. Things that may be uh, valuable. And someone just took advantage of you. Some could be on edge. Like I say, a little jumpy. Not calm. This also brings on distrust. They feel like they can't trust others. Or if they trust someone, it's very few, very few in your circle. And I understand that as well. Some situations bring on PTSD, which is a post-traumatic stress disorder. After the event is over, you know, the person may be safe, but they don't feel safe. Or they may be out of the situation, but the memory of it, the, you know, the rehearsing in the mind, these things keep going on and it, it, it's torturing to them. But I want to go back to the anxiety part again. Because anxiety and depression are multifaceted symptoms. Of trauma because they entail several symptoms you know with anxiety the trauma can manifest in problems such as night terrors edginess irritability poor concentration and mood swings then with the depression you can get so sad that you don't want to leave your home you don't want to uh, go out of your comfort zone you don't want to socialize so these multifaceted episodes or symptoms, you know, can linger on way longer than we intend or want them to. And once that happens, you may have to seek medical help or mental help through therapy to help overcome this traumatic event. And talk to your doctor about, you know, what medicines are good and make sure the side effects are, are not something that would, you know, throw you into a setback. But, you know, monitor yourself. Report back to your doctor. Don't try to self-medicate because sometimes that's the wrong method. But you want someone to monitor that, 
to be with you on this journey to help you and assist you see if a family member can sort of look out for you too so these are the things you want to do now we talked about short-term and long-term effects of trauma and that can you know if it takes place over a course of weeks you know that may not be you know as bad as we think because you're processing it you're trying to heal but if it goes into years any effects of that trauma should be addressed immediately because you want to prevent the permanency of it you don't want it to be attached to you the rest of your life if at all possible so the sooner the trauma is addressed the better chance that the victim will have in recovering and successfully going on with their life and fully enjoying it. Join it. Yeah. So, but I want you to know that the short term and the long term effects of trauma can be similar. They can look alike, but like I said, the, the uh, shorter trauma journey is not as dangerous or serious as the long term because uh you want to see an end come to it at some point or not if not an end you want to at least see management of it so let's we'll be checking on those and looking for mood changes and normalcy in the person's life to see how we can assist them here's some tips on how to help a trauma victim what can we do to help someone who has experienced a traumatic event? Well, listen up. The main thing we can do is listen to them. Allow them to vent. Allow them to tell their stories. Some people shut up for years and do not express what happened, do not share. Uh, take uh, Dr. Maya Angelou, who was raped early on in life. And she didn't talk for seven years. Can you imagine not uttering a word for seven years? But when she began to talk, when someone began to listen to her, she expressed what happened and she was able to overcome it as far as I know. As far as we know, she's able to overcome it. And she began to do her poetry. She began to write books. She began to be her genuine original self another thing we can do to help them is give them time let them talk it out at their own pace let them heal at their own pace it's important not to pressure or rush them i know we may like oh man it's gone on long enough blah blah blah, blah, blah. how can they keep dealing with this you know their child dad died 10 years ago it's not our place to judge them it's not our place to rush them. It's our place to give them space, allow them to heal at their own pace. And if we can make them laugh or get their mind off of it for a period of time, let's do that. We can help them by focusing on the listening skills that we have. Listening for anything in detail they're trying to tell us, any hints. And you can always repeat it back to them and make sure you're understanding it correctly. But we should not repeat it to anyone else that they have not given us permission to repeat it to. We can accept their feelings because we can't determine how someone feels. 
we just cannot do that so we have to accept their feelings as they're on and respect them as much as we can we don't want to blame them or criticize them for their reactions to the event because you may think in your mind oh i think i would have did this or i think i would have did that we may have but you don't know because you weren't in that situation and we must allow the people to not feel guilty about it and not to criticize them about it you may think to yourself how you would have reacted or how they could have did something different but this don't verbally express that to them next we can use the some of the same words that they use you know if they say i was raped then you know express that back to them i was taken advantage of i was abused you know whatever whatever they say to you use their same words don't try to over illustrate or you know go over their heads about what happened to them we weren't there they were there so let's use their words we don't want to dismiss their experience you know oh i know somebody who went through that and they didn't go through, they didn't do all that you're doing too much and all that this no that's not the response they need so be careful on your words only give advice if asked to sometimes we listen to people and then we're thinking in our head oh oh i know what i'm gonna tell them when they finish i'm on no if they didn't ask for advice don't give it because you are not a clinical or medical professional and you may be wrong and i know you may say oh well i lived on this earth so long i know some things you may do but their, your response may not be appropriate so do not give any advice unless they say what do you think then that's your door your opening to go ahead and share i want you to remain empathetic and sympathetic to their feelings and their emotions sometimes we do have to put ourselves in other people's positions and in their place and it will look different it would look different from the inside rather than from the outside here's some things to never say to the victims it's time to move on number one that is not our place that is not our place to tell them to move on get over it uh you've been in this place too long you know are you gonna die like this is this gonna be you're gonna be like this the rest of your life that's not our place to tell them to move on another thing we are should never say is it could not have been that bad really really what harsh words to say to somebody it couldn't have been that bad we don't know that it could have been worse yes it could have been worse but it's not our place to say it could have been that bad another one stop being negative so it's almost like you're saying they're nagging they're they're uh always talking about it, always bringing it up yes because that's what's going through their minds that's what they're thinking of and yes there are ways that they can move on if they seek help and if that's what they want to do some people don't want to move on they want to sit right there and stay in that place where it happened and rehearse it 
And we have no control over that, but we don't want to add fuel to the fire. And we don't want to be the person to give them a setback. So we don't want to say, stop being negative. We don't want to say, if you continue dwelling on it, then you'll never move on. That doesn't sound supportive at all. I'm sure they know that the more they dwell on it, the more attention they give to it, the more times they rehearse it. Yes, it's not going anywhere. It's like watching an old movie over and over and over again till you know the parts by heart. You know what the next person is going to say in the dialogue. And some people are comfortable with that, but it's not our place to push them along. It is our place to support them and to help when we can. Do not say to them, do you think you'll ever stop being depressed? I had firsthand contact with several people that are depressed. And some I've been friends with 20 something years and they still suffer from that depression. Now, are there times when it's not as relevant? Yes. When it's, they are laughing and joyful? Yes. But it's, there are times when that depression comes back and visit them. Yes, they go to therapy. Yes, they take medication for it. However, it's there. And I've still been their friend. I've still been supportive. Because really, I like them as a person. And when you like a person, you stay there. You you there. I mean, you may go a week without speaking to them or a month. But when we come back together, we're laughing, we're joking, we're enjoying each other's company. And, you know, whatever I can do to help uh, deter the depression through laughter or, or scripture, I'm going to try to help. Never say... You are a survivor, so quit being a victim. That's harsh. That is harsh. And I know we like to say to some people, oh, they're always playing the victim. But we weren't in that situation. We weren't there. We don't know how traumatically damaged they are. And like I said, it's not our place to heal them. It's just to assist and support them. One other thing never to say is it could always be worse. So what we're doing is, okay, now we're comparing your traumatic event to somebody else's traumatic event. And at least you didn't go through this. And at least you didn't go through that. And what to them, this is harsh. This, this hurts what they've been through. And so those are things we don't want to say. We want to be supportive. If we got scripture, let's give them scripture to help them heal. If we can help them laugh, if we can take them out and get their minds off for, for a little while, if we can help de-stress them, those are the things we want to do to help someone who's been through a traumatic event. If you feel like you cannot be a support system for them, please uh, offer you know, suggest a therapist or a medical doctor or a mental health doctor that can help your friends or your family members with them if they're willing to accept that help. Help. And remember, 
that we can't force them to do anything. They still have choices and we do not want to take away their choice. If anyone has been raped, I urge you to please report it to a law enforcement officer, medical facility, etc. Anyone that's been bullied, please report it to authorities. Uh, if you're a student, please report it to uh, principals, deans, etc. Because you want to stop these events from happening. We don't want it to linger. We don't want it to happen to others because you already know how it feels if it's happened to you. Reach out for help. Thank you for letting me express ways to help trauma victims today. Please make sure you help by excelling with etiquette. Excel Nation, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for your support. Remember to tune in every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Contact me if you know some topics that you want me to share. I can be reached for coaching and training at Excel with Etiquette 404 at gmail.com or on Facebook and Instagram at Excel with Etiquette. I'm your host, D. Michelle. May your etiquette always cause you to excel. Good night.